change It's like my dreams try to reach This pain and all this grief You see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and you so Yo, I'm Pastor Phil. Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM, Channel 154. Yo, you are with us. That's right, Church on the Block, baby. Right now, we are here with my great host. Yo, what's good? I'm here. This your boy, Ruckus. Yo, yo, what's up, Phil? What's up, Ruckus? It's your boy, Pastor Jay. Glad to be here, y'all. What's up? We have a great friend of ours, not even a guest, but a guest to y'all, maybe, but a good friend of ours, great leader, teacher, thinker, and challenger of the faith from an African a theological perspective. Give it up right now for Dr. Vince Bantu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Vince, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, so folks can know. Yeah, man. What's good, man? It's good to be here. Pastor Phil, Pastor Jay, DJ Ruckers, man. Thanks y'all for having me, man. I'm coming at y'all from the west side of the Lou STL, St. Louis. That's where I'm from, born and raised. And I live here with my beautiful wife, Deanna, and our two daughters. We we lead a church here in the neighborhood called Beloved Community Church. But also my, my day job is I'm a theologian, man. I'm a theologian for the hood. And I work at the Meacham School of Hymenote, which, in, which is an Afrocentric biblical school of theological education providing seminary education for leaders in the black community around the world. And then I also teach church history and, and black church studies at Fuller Theological Seminary as well. Wow. Wow. So hold on for a second. What did you just say? Why? What is that important? I, I know what you just said. What did you just said, but that is not something you hear every day. You hear Western Theological Seminary, Northern Theological Seminary, Eastern Theological, whatever seminary. You don't hear it how you just said it. Now, what's the name of the seminary again? Yeah, yeah. So it's called the Meacham School of Hymenote. Hymenote is a East African word that means theology. It actually means a lot of things. It means theology, doctrine, way of life, conduct, belief. It just it shows mm. how just African ways of thinking and knowing and being are all connected. It's yeah, named after John and Mary Meacham, who were pastors, abolitionists, people helping free slaves on the Underground Railroad in St. Louis in the 1800s. First black pastors west of the Mississippi. And, uh, and so, yeah, man, we're named after them. And the whole focus wow. of it is really trying to do what they did. Which and the black church has been doing for hundreds of years, which is educating and empowering our people with the word of God unto freedom and liberation. Ooh, that's awesome. Now, what 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 is it that prompted you? We're gonna now we're, we're talking about y'all looking at scripture differently, looking at it from even a, a lens cap from the marginalized, looking at it from a perspective that you may not have ever looked at it from. We talked about last week, you know, European epistemology, European study of knowledge, European theological perspective, and how all of us at some time or another were raised by this way of thinking from African-American pastors, male, female, white pastors. But yet as you mature, grow up, and I'm not saying they were doing anything, seeking to be horribly wrong with things, but in the context of another perspective, when you look at it from where you're coming from and who you're serving and living with, you recognize, man, this scripture here is powerful. But man, I'm trying to find myself in this because I'm going through right now. Or I'm in the midst of slavery mentally or emotionally or economically. How do I find hope in this piece if what I've been taught is from this perspective? So why is it that you, because you started this, I mean, don't say, uh-huh, I didn't, I didn't want to say that part. Why is it that you that, that you believe that's important now, like like to, to bring that kind of teaching, that level of teaching to people, to the community? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say it's always been important because I think that one thing we need to point out is that ethnic and tribal and linguistic and racial particularity is part of God's creative intent from the first, from the jump, right? I mean, he Mm. already said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and cultivate it. God gave us this creation and intended for us to reflect his diversity. We always think diversity started in Genesis 11 with a curse, but actually it was already in Genesis 10. You had people spreading out and becoming different. God is eternally different. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You can't have unity without having diversity. So unity does not mean uniformity. So God intended for us to be black from the beginning of time. And we will still be black in the ends of all times because he looked up in Revelation (laughs) 7, 9 and saw every nation, tribe and tongue. So Chinese people will still be Chinese. Mexican people will still be Mexican. French people will still be French. So differences is not a result of the fall. But sometimes we act like it is and we talk like we need to go to uniformity or sameness. And usually that sameness ends up basically being white. And of course, it's very Mm -hmm. easy to not call something white when you don't even know what white is. Right. It's just normal. Black theology is black. Hispanic theology is Hispanic. Asian theology is Asian, but you know, Jonathan Edwards or Tim Keller or John Piper, that's not white. That's just theology. That's just normal, right? That's no we we say ethnic food, we say ethnic churches, but what we really mean is non-white stuff. But everything is ethnic, everything is cultural. There's no behavior that's human that's not cultural. And that was part of God's intent. So we've always needed to have unique representations of the body of Christ. We need to have black seminaries. We need to have black worship, black preaching, black uh, philosophy or epistemology, all of these things as we do for all people. But especially on this side of the fall, it's even more necessary, I would say, because of the specific way that black people have been the recipients of just immense injustice and dehumanization and still continue to experience that and align with first Corinthians 12, there's a need to give greater emphasis to the parts of the body that have lacked that honor. Whereas our special parts or honorable parts or more presentable parts, so to speak, don't need any special treatment. And so there's even more of a need given the way that in theological academia is so dominated by the white male perspective, that there's even more of a need. And there's always been an eternal plan to represent every perspective, but the white male perspective, has so dominated the church and academia that there's an even more need now to emphasize those parts of the body of Christ that have been put to the margins. Wow. Wow. Well, he just said a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, bro. I I would like to ask a question. I don't know if we're going to get into it later, but how do you feel like, you know, because you called yourself a theologian for the hood. How do you feel like your lived experience, where you've decided to live, how you've decided to live out your faith, how that impacts you as a theologian? You know, you in, you in St. Louis, you know what I'm saying, the small church plan, all that stuff, but yet thinking very, you know, kind of heady in a sense of, of what you're able to do theologically. How has that impacted it, like your actions and your theology? Yeah, man. I mean, I think it really goes into what we were kind of briefly mentioned is that, you know, in the same way that an African approach to theology, to hymenote, so to speak, is not divorced from action and being and knowing that in the same way for me, at least as a theologian, that, you know, living, coming back into the neighborhood that I grew up in, that my family has been in for generations and doing ministry in an urban context that for me, that's, that is integral. I was actually just talking with, you know, I, I get this sometimes. And I was talking with a pastor just yesterday who was kind of like, you know, like, man, why, why are you, you know, why are you so involved in, in ministry and church, you know, with your writing and teaching and all that kind of stuff. And I was telling them that, you know, the writing and the teaching and the speaking and all that kind of stuff, that is actually secondary to my sense of call to God's church and serving in God's people. And, and so for me, it has to flow out of that. I have, I cannot be out here writing books and just 
you know, theologizing or be doing academics for its own sake, because really academics or even theology, even in a decolonized Afrocentric way, even in and of itself is a means to an end. The seminary or the school should exist to serve the church, the local church and to build up God's people, especially in the margins. And so for me, that's a that's a that's a deal breaker. That's like I have to, you know, stay rooted and keep all of the scholarship. And then not only that, I'll also add real quick that even my scholarship and even my literal research interests. And I'm, you know, I'm not trying to brag the glory goes to the Lord, but I'm just keeping it, keeping it a hundred that the things that I research, the things that I get grants for the things that I publish articles with are driven by the church, specifically the black church and the black church in the urban context that I am Mm -hmm. literally dedicating my days. And I'm over here reading books and dedicating myself to learning things that are driven by things that the church on the block is asking me. And then sometimes I'm like, I know a little bit about that, or I don't know, or let me go find out. And so that I can provide, you know, whatever I can and be used of the Lord to help provide resources for the church that's in the hood. That's dope. Was there ever a point, Vince, in your own life where you just said, this ain't right here? Like, or you've always been in that angle? Like, was there ever a point where like, this ain't rubbing me right. Um, you know, everything you're talking about where, where folks are asking you about stuff in the hood, where you begin to ask your own self this or asking other people, and then that pers- you pursue, bump it. Let me let me study this all the way through and and, and come back to to bring that to, to my people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say, man, it really started like coming up in the west side of St. Louis, but it's, it was interesting, man. Like, you know, I always kind of felt like- What's that? What's side of St. Louis? What's that? From the west side, man. From the wild, wild west. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's that's how that's that yeah, that's what that's what it's going That's what I thought, man. That's good. That's a good place. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah, man, that's 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 where it's that's where I'm at right now, man. And 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 actually, you know, Pastor Phil, like, you know, a lot of your ministry and book really blessed me in a lot of ways because coming up, you know, I would try to I I got saved at an early age and I would try to bring my friends to church and they'd just be like Nah, man, <laughs> right. I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. And, right. and I would even notice it then. And I'd be like, man, there's like a disconnect between, you know, my friends and even me, honestly, wow. and, and what I'm seeing in this church and what this church is asking people to become and asking wow. people to assimilate unto. And, and I was yeah. like, something ain't right up with this. It really ain't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Sometimes so that's like thing, the ruckus, what you were talking about before, like, like what Vince was feeling that he, now you could have went on and said, you know, oh man, they're they going to get over it. I get over it. I mean, just follow suit with the training, the teaching, the way things were, but something stirred up in you to be like this. I got to go. Maybe you wouldn't aware of it at that age, but, but n- knowing that there's more, got to be more to it than, than just this. And if people aren't honest with that part, you know, I think they'll just, they'll just, I'm cool. I'm just going to go with this normal way of doing it. And, and, and Pastor Jay, you mentioned it before. And I love about Christ when he taught, he always taught to me and you said it inductively. In other words, y'all figure this out. I'm going to tell you, and now what do you mean? How can anybody get saved? If you can't go through the eye of a needle, what the right. heck? Right. What the heck? Now you got to grapple with this thing. There ain't no rich person who gets saved. What in the world? But we, in our safe areas, we're going to tell you every jot and tittle, every specific thing for you to memorize. And if you're not, and if you're not careful, you'll 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 disown who you really are, especially from the hood, African American. You'll disown that and just swallow that whole thing up. And I think some of it may be seeing, you know, even political. 
that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. Too, you know yeah, I, mean? I, I I thought about that. Like my early discipleship stuff, I can remember when I was first like becoming a Christian. It was a whole lot of fill in the blanks. You know, it was like, you know, Jesus is the Son of and the blank. Or, oh God, right? Are you looking for the right answer, right? And what right. I learned over time is, I think as you really begin to grow in the Lord, it becomes less of like rote memorization, filling in blanks, and more of conversation discussions where you get different people in the room with different understandings, different realities. And it doesn't hurt you to not have the correct answer written in the line. It now right. helps you to have different understandings from different perspectives because they're all from God, right? Like, you know, and I don't mean that in the sense that whatever people believe is right. I just mean that, like, it's good to have various understandings, lived lived realities, because everyone's created in the image of God. And we get to see a little bit more of who God is, the more people we're able to to bring to the table. So, you know, I just hope people get that and, and value it, you know, don't right. just say, you know, diversity for diversity's sake. But yeah, we're growing from. It. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, are there scriptures, oh, are there scriptures that you can bounce on events to help people look at this from a perspective. I mean, I want to want to go too deep in it now, but 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 I wanted you to talk about it in another part. But but that would help people. Oh wow, I need to go back and look at that. I mean, you mentioned First Corinthians twelve, right? And and um, looking at it from the parts that we hide, right? I love that parallel. That was powerful. But other scriptures you think they would help give people a context that would cause them to create a level of curiosity to study deeper. I want you to think about it, but we're going to come right back in a second and, and, and dive into it a little bit more. I wanted to throw that, throw that fishing rod out that way. Yo, this is Church on the Block. We'll be right back, coming right back with Vince to break down some thoughts on the scripture. You're listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We'll be right back. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Come right back. Man, we are back with DJ Ruckus and our great friend, Dr. Vincent Bantu. And I know you got a little time left before you have to uh, to take off. But Vince, we were talking about scriptures that would help people get a context of of understanding the, the word, you know, from a from an African perspective. And and even from a, you know, just a more marginalized perspective, like, like from what you're teaching from the seminary. What would some of the scriptures or insights be that you would be teaching your students as well? Yeah, man. I, I mean, I would say, and we mentioned it in, in you know, the other episode we did that I think a lot of it starts with the beginning and the end of the, you know, the way that we see that. Let me let me use the Nubian word for God, the the, the way that we see Tilla, you know, working in and outside of and through time that we see the beginning and the end all at one time. So as we mentioned, Tilla, which is an ancient Kushite word for God. And that's what the that's what the Christians in Nubia used to refer to God. We know Tilla? we know God is a yeah, yeah. T-I-L-L-I. Because we know the word God actually comes from European Germanic paganism, right? So if we can say God, then we can say Tilla, Amen. Somebody on the call, somebody say Tilla, Amen. Come on, come on, Amen. And so amen. You know, we're gonna decolonize, but but you know the way T I L L I. That's right. Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. Tilla, Tilla it is. Yes. Over with. Yes, sir. And, and you know Tilla operates outside of time, and so we see the beginning and the end all at one time. And so as we mentioned, there's there's what the European theologians call the creation mandate. There's this that that Tilla created you humanity to fill the earth to cultivate it he said to that that hebrew word right is is literally to 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 kind of cultivate the soil to dig up underneath it and and to to scrape it up and to make things with it that that till intended for us to reflect his diversity 
And we see that in Revelation at the end of times, that that we are meant to be distinct and different and that we know that because of sin, all of our cultures have gotten off track. But through Jesus Christ, our cultures have been made clean again. Acts chapter 10, that Peter was like, oh, no, Gentiles are unclean. And then but Cornelius was the one that loved the Lord. He and Peter was the one that needed to learn a little bit of a lesson of how about how Tilla's spirit was moving even among the so-called unclean people. And he told Peter, "Do not call unclean what I have made clean." And so yeah. that that the Lord literally comes in and speaks through our ancestry. You know, Peter Yende, in Ugandan biblical scholar talks about this, the way in which the way in which the focus on ancestry connects with African culture. That is right. right at the beginning of Hebrews one, it says God has spoken in many times and in many places through our ancestors. And in chapter mm-hmm. one, he comes back and says that we're surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. And we think about the ways that African culture has a strong emphasis on ancestry, whether that's yes. back on the continent and, you know, honoring the ancestors or whether that's over here in the hood, pouring out, looking for the homies. We know that these African cultures all connect through the Middle Passage. And these are ways that all of us, but especially people of African descent, can connect with scripture in unique ways that that Tilla, that God has intended for all of us to connect with him. And there is a place, there is an echo, there is a reflection of all of our unique identities in scripture, whether you're Asian, indigenous, and as well, and also people of African descent. But we know that because of sin, that certain people have been oppressed more than others. And that's why God's economy is such that he places greater emphasis on the parts of the body that have lacked it and has a specific, a specific emphasis on the marginalized. Man, you know, I was just talking to brother about going to Ghana just before we got on the show and Terrence and I, DJ Ruckus and another young brother, Heyman, are going to go to Ghana in December 26th through the, the, through the 7th. And he was talking about Hebrews 11 of the mighty, many, many, you know, cloud of witnesses, right? And he was using that, talking about ancestry and how he comes to his other African-American and even white pastors in the coveted church and says, it's y'all's fault <laughs> that, that African-Americans have felt ashamed when, when we talk about ancestry as if it's some type of ancestry worship or something that has created something that's unhealthy in our faith, but it comes from the root of who we are as African-Americans, right? And man, he just broke that thing down. And I was like, you right, man. It's, so it's just, just like what you're saying, it, it comes from a deeper, deeper place of the, the, the ancestries of, 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 our, of our people in, in that context. But, but if you're honest, if you're hearing this on the radio show, you may have a feeling about that. You may be tugging in your own heart back and forth. Like, am I, should I, isn't that what I was taught was without really giving a thorough grasp of the cultural dynamics of what you're saying is that's, that's powerful, man. That is, that is so powerful. Is the Nubian word for God? That's right. That's right. Actually, it refers to in the Kushite period, pre-Christian period, actually a goddess, which was you just like God comes from Odin, right? Vudan. And so all people groups are reaching for the creator. And because of sin, we reach in the wrong direction. But through Jesus, we learn how to reach in the right direction. But he redeems these concepts. He redeems Vudan or God, Godan. And so also the Nubians, when they became Christians, they used this word that they used to refer to their central goddess, Tilla, and they were usually referred to understood that Jesus is Tilla. And so when you, wow. when you look at Christian literature and theology in the Nubian language, which was Nubian was a Christian kingdom from the 6th century all the way up to the 16th century, that you see this word being used to refer to Jesus and to, wow. to the God we know, to Tiller. That's right. Wow. Wow. Vince, I got one more question for you. You got time or no? You got to go? 
Yeah, I probably got. I probably got to shake now. But I know you got to go. I know we got to come back, man. I got. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I got so many questions. I'm. I like, man. You when you first got on, you referenced Genesis, and what the what scripture was that in Genesis you referenced? Yeah, so I was I was looking at Genesis one twenty six to twenty eight. You know, again, what's oft, what's often referred to as the creation mandate. Uh huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 you 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 refer to that uh, in light of the the curse, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Like that <laughs> that 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 identity and particularity are are right. not a part of the fall, right? Because sometimes we say, "When are we going to get past differences?" And I'm like, "Well." we're going to get past division and we're going to get past marginalization and we're going to get past segregation and we're going to get past oppression. In fact, in Jesus name, we already are past those things, uh, yeah. but we ain't never going to get past the difference. God doesn't want us to be the same. We are, we're supposed to be different. Right, All right, right brother. Well, right, we, right. we know that you got to get up out of here, man. I, I greatly appreciate yeah, you coming on the show. I'm, I'm intrigued and, and, and want to talk more. And we need to get you back on the show so we can finish discussions and and definitely, yeah. definitely. Vince, tell me the name. Tell us the name of your book real quick so we can let everybody know. Yeah, so I got a couple of books. Well, one of them is a multitude of all peoples, and that looks at you know kind of a, a the early history of Christianity in Africa and Asia, and then uh, also Gospel Hymenote is another book that that I did with Urban Ministries International that looks at a a new perspective on black theology that is both liberative, but also orthodox at the same time. Yeah. 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 Awesome. We got to get those books and have you back even talking about those books and the impact of them to the body of Christ, man. Vince, Dr. Vince Bantu, look him up. How can people reach you, Vince? Is there Instagram or something that's that folks can holler at you at? Yeah, my daughters be messing with me, man. I'll be, they say, you old. I need to get on the IG, but I, I'm on yeah. Facebook, you know, yeah. Vince Bantu, and I'm on Twitter. I don't, I don't be on it for real, but I, I'm on there. Uh, but, <laughs> but also, man, y'all, you know, just hit, you can see me a lot of things I'm up to on our website, Meacham, M-E-A-C-H-U-M dot O-R-G, different okay. events that we got coming up. You know, you talk about Ghana, we're going to Sudan and learning about the Nubian church. We're going to go see what Tilla was doing on the Ooh. motherland. Yeah. Uh, just like that. So yeah, that's dope, man. That's so dope. Well, Vince, thank you so much, man. We look forward to another conversation back with you, brother. Thank you for being with us. All right. All peace, right. peace. Man, T, what you say, man? What you say? Man, yeah. So that was a lot of information <laughs> and not enough time to, to really have a dialogue with him about it. But yeah. It, it goes back to some of the stuff that I was asking him when we had the call with the 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 guy from the Jewish. Jewish church, I yeah. can't remember his name, and and the lady as well. You know, yeah. people want to be able to see themselves in the Bible. And yeah. it sounds like he had some some ideas and some thoughts around how people can see themselves in it. So I'm I'm curious yeah. and I need to talk with yeah. him a little bit more. You know, so. Now T, T, let's talk for a second. You you grew up in a church that was multicultural, kind of like when you uh, were talking about worship. So yeah, so I want to say it was it was predominantly white and and Hispanic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've, I've ventured more- around to a lot of different churches, but the church my mom ended up settling on was predominantly a predominantly white church. It's still there. It's still there by okay. family who were you know related the son of the pastor that was there. Okay. Yeah. Now was it like a Pentecostal kind of? Style or was it evangelical? Was it? It's a non-denominational church. Comes from Pentecostal background. Kind of, okay, so it had kind of a Pentecostal worship style and things like that. Yeah, uh, had more of a, a CCM. 
Okay. I'm only asking question. these questions. I'm, on, I'm, just, I'm and I'm unpacking. I'm, I'm on. I'll unpack mine too. But like, if you were at your church as a young man, think about that now. And and Vince Bantu came through, and he's uh-huh. you know he's a young guy, and he's talking about all this, making it relevant about. Would you think? And, and I'm saying this to you as a person who, at that time in your life, where you you know you're awakening in your faith, yeah. And you know you're, you're you're committed to this church, and as much as mom's got you going there, like driving you crazy with it, but you can. And this man talks about uh, Tilla, mm-hmm. and this man is talking about. Do you think you could receive it? Would you have received it as as you as you were receiving it now? Yeah, I, I believe I would have. I you know, one going to going to a predominantly white church and being the minority, right? <laughs> like. There were a couple of other black kids there, but they weren't involved in much of the stuff as I was because my mom I was one of the, she was the young adult or whatever to the young adults. And oh, so wow. she was heavily okay. involved okay. with, with the youth and the young adults. So for me, yes, to, to, to have someone that can come there and, and break down identity for me, I would have totally been interested. Now, would the church have received that? You think that's a whole nother question. So, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what that church would have done. You know, that even, even now, right. I, I sit and think about, think about that church. I, I drive past it all the time. Like if I'm on my way to the airport and stuff, you know, they're, they're predominant, they're like heavy Republican church. And, you know, so I don't oh, know what the, if they would have received it, if they would have received it well, I would have. Okay. And probably some of my Hispanic, my Latinx, friends would have received it but it would have definitely been a different perspective and that i would i know would have captured my attention more right 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 it's one of those kind of things that that i guess like like where is that i mean i think one of the reasons why vince even started the seminary as he talked about before bringing kids to you know his peers his church and not necessarily them getting it one of the reasons why we started the house church because that's the same daggum reason right mm-hmm. that there's a generation out there that's saying this don't really resonate with me. And I think it's a part of that, you know, European epistemology, European theology. Yeah. But it's also a cultural stuff, too. We've got this. What is it? What do they call it? The They call it. A, I don't know what they call it, but it's, it's, it's something about I just call it political Christianity. Right. Where they've politicized Christianity. So you've got that diluting. You've got that diluting the message of Jesus Christ. Yeah. But then you've got folks adopting that as a way of, of, of theology. Then you've got this. This, this haves and have nots, the wealthy and not. So all these things that are, that are in the mix and in the air, that a lot of folks, you know, just, just abandon young people, especially young people that someone we were, just abandoned church. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah. Right. And I think this is a space. This is a time where you bring in someone where Vince is talking about and the people he's worked with and raised up who can really speak truth in that spot. I think folk can really, you know, find life again in, in Christ and find life again in, in who they are in the Lord, because it, it's not like, it's not like, like, like they may even be thinking about like my African American kind of concept, but when they begin to hear that, I think they'll begin to see themselves in the text. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. It was, it was tripped out. You know, you talked about the politicalness of, of, of Christianity too, right? Yeah. I was sitting at, at work talking with one of the young men that we work with, talking <laughs> with KG, and he said, you know, he was just like, well, we was talking about voting. And so I was telling him how I have voted throughout the years and how it's changed. And I don't vote really Democrat or Republican anymore. So he was like, oh, you crazy, Big T, you crazy. And so... <laughs> 
He was just like, well, how do you vote then? And I said, I really vote based off of my personal beliefs and my my Christian beliefs. He said, what God got to do with politics? <laughs> yeah, it was about to kick off a whole thing because Keith was like, oh, here we go. Here we go. You know, but even, you know, even just talking with him, you know, his belief in, in God is non-existing, you know. And so mm. we we have a whole generation that are pulling right. further and further away. And mo- one of the main reasons they're pulling further and further away is because the you, what's the word? Europeanic epistemology. epistemology that has been created and how this younger generation sees that, how it's been put on us, how it has hurt right. us, and there's no fruits from it. Right. And so they're just like, man, y'all, you know, y'all, y'all want to keep practicing that? That don't work. <laughs> right. right, 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 right. You know, I think when you look at the 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 church or God through the lens cap of young people and it, and it, it's, it's it's more raw and real yeah. right and I think if, if we start there without having to prejudge it or qualify it or just abandon just allow those questions to come out they'll they'll be I think and to me an awareness of what has not happened when they were at somebody's church right. or when they was when they were with grandma and them and 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 oftentimes and 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 when we come back in a second I want to unpack this a little bit more. When people abandon to me, when, when especially African American, when we abandon the faith, leave leave a, a church, and we jump into Jehovah Witness, we jump into another group, and it seems as if there was a search for knowledge that maybe was representing their own identity that was not taught at that spot, and they found a way where that was going to be taught. Now, whether it was biblically accurate or not is a whole other subject. Yo, we're going to be right back. Church on the block. We up in this piece. Church on the Block. We'll talk about hip hop, the church, and the streets. We are back, Church on the Block, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM Channel 154. You are at the right spot. I hope we have sparked your interest, your curiosity, maybe made you mad, maybe frustrated around looking at scripture from a different perspective. We're going to go at this for a couple of weeks, so you might as well just. Keep getting mad or keep coming back and saying, maybe, let me, maybe, maybe it's stretching you enough to where, you know what? Let me look at scripture differently. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying looking at scripture differently than, than what is taught in the scripture, but I'm saying the perspective that of, of our cultural dynamics of who we are and that being challenged at that dynamic. One of the things that Dr. Vince Bantu, who was on the, the show last week a little bit and this week, what I really appreciate, which I really own. And why I mean this difference is he mixed the fact of of of, the, of knowledge and our, our 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 being who we are. You can't separate the two. And I think too many times in African American context, you, for example, you, you you watch our being and knowledge together when we worship. We standing up, we shouting, yet yeah, preach, preacher, because it's in who we are. The emotions of who we are it comes out. It's a part of that freedom to me. It's a part of that statement gave me freedom or clarity. Gave me conviction, or whatever it was, and I think this welcome. Oftentimes, I heard a, a guy who was preaching, a white guy who was preaching in an African American church, and was like, "I had to tell the people, can y'all stop? Can y'all stop, please, for a second? I need, I, 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 I lose my way when I'm preaching. Every time y'all saying Amen and Hallelujah, I'm, I was cracking up, man. But the point is, is that in the midst of you know, in the midst of that level of, of freedom and teaching, are we able to really grow? 
in a way that's beyond the European epistemology, European study of knowledge, European theological perspective that has been so freely taught and has in, you know almost become institutionalized politically. And now folks are just all over the place with what is his faith. And we you know kind of concluded the last section talking about how to me, and people can agree or disagree uh, who are hearing the show, in my 34 years of, of, of youth ministry, when people leave the churches, oftentimes they'll dive into like a another area, another they'll, they'll, whether it's Hebrew Israelites or whether it's Jehovah Witnesses or whether it's some other kind of space that seems to be giving some real didactical kind of teaching. And now it's like, oh, I didn't know that Ham and Shem and, and I'm going deeper into like, wow, maybe at your church you was at, you didn't go and find the places to study so that you could really go in that space. And oftentimes you shouldn't just rely on the church to be the only place to study. Anyway, that's a, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> but my, 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 my underlying statement, I'm going to bounce it back and forth with T, is talking to Vince Vantu and his African, African theological study, the African theological seminary he's created, and the conversation he had about helping African-Americans understand their heritage, even using the word he talked about, the Kushite word of God, Tilla, owning a, a, a level of theology do you think that that might be a way to awaken the, the young people that you work with, that we work with, the young people that are in the street, a, a way, not as a gimmick, mm-hmm. but as a way to say, yo, this is who we are. And here's what the text teaches us about who we are theologically that's different, you know, than from what, what has been taught before. What do you think, T? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think it is time for us to dissect the Bible, show people where they fit in in the Bible. Uh, you know, and, and some people say, well, now you're segregating things. Well, you can call it segregation. I call it history. Right. It is right. time to have a deep historical lesson, not the one that we've been taught with the white pictures of white Jesus on the wall, because right, now right, that has right, become right. a mockery in our communities. Right. Exactly, um, and, and, exactly. and it's like or or white Egyptians. Right. And so now we're going into a whole nother segment of <laughs> black Hebrews. So it is time for right. the church to start to have these conversations to show people identity. We have a real identity crisis going on right now Ooh, amongst true. people. So people want to see Man. themselves. If you're going to tell them who to believe in and what to believe, they already got an issue with white theology and white folks. So you're going to tell them, right. hey, white Jesus is here for you. They're not hearing that no more. <laughs> right. And so I think it's time right. for us to really have this conversation. And I love the fact of, of, of the work that Vince is doing because he's yeah. he's teaching people that. And so yeah. there's a there's a part of me that's like, who teach me more so that I can go teach other people. So when the young folks tell me, no, nah, ain't nobody with that white Jesus stuff. That this is what they taught us in slavery. This is what I hear right. from them. Uh, they, exactly. This is this is this that white man's religious. They, they forced up on us. And I'm sitting there like, no, well, it was ours first. Prove it. Prove it. <laughs> you know? And it's just like, well, it, it was ours first. It was, you know, we got to have these conversations, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think people people dismiss. And I think, again, I'm saying this from a European, being taught European, theolo- European theology and being in churches where evangelical were taught this and teaching me through preaching and Bible study that, like, my identity uh, doesn't matter. My my identity is found in Jesus Christ, but who I am as an African American part really d- doesn't doesn't matter. That that is not necessarily uh, that just that just is smushed into Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when when me as an African American gets stopped by the cops 
and things happen and go left, now that's an issue. Yeah. And, and if somebody wants to address that from a Christian perspective, they then get smushed. Well, just talk about Jesus, like you know, because you know, it, you know, you know, it'll just be diluted into just talk about Jesus kind of thing, right? Just right. call it, call it that. And, and 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 I, you know, there there is there is you know, I guess. I don't want to say some merit to that, but there is some 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 comfort to that because you know if you just talk about Jesus, then everything's gonna be okay, you know, in the by and by. But not everybody's experience with Jesus, experience in faith, experience in this world is the same. Yeah, and so that that reality causes you to have. Well, where am I fitting in with this? Because I ain't got that. This don't look like what they don't talk to me this way in this one space, mm-hmm. right? And so I think I mean that's the part. I mean, and that's a part of the bigger, bigger scope of things where we need to hear more voices like what Pastor Jay is doing and teaching and yourself and, and what Vince is doing, like the reality of the other voices to tip the scales right. is what I'm trying to say. If you, if you only hear one type of style, drill music, then man, what, man, what, what Chance talking about? Mm-hmm. Chance don't ever got nothing to say. I mean, this conscious rapper comment, dude, cause you listening to Candy rap all the time what's a goon to a goblin like what yeah. are you talking about yeah, yeah. so that's the, that's the same thing with theologically I and, think. and the other thing i want people to understand the population of young folk that you and you and i work with phil you know we were we were having a conversation today about big homies how come there are no, no. more big homies or no gang structures or no leaders in the gangs and they were like leaders why would I follow them? Well, I could, I'm, I'm my own self. I'm my own God. So yeah. one of them said, I'm my own God. I am God, Ooh. right? Ooh. They don't understand or they look at stuff like the Bible or leaders or big homies as people trying to tell them what to do, trying to tell them yeah. how to be controlled, right? So when we look at the history of how Christianity was taught to us, it was used in a way to control us. This generation ain't interested right. in being controlled no more. So if you're if you're trying to understand mm-hmm. or you're you're trying to reject what me and Phil are talk about, think about the population we work we work with. Think about last week's episode when we talked about perspective when we looked at the scriptures. Our perspective of the population we work with, they're not with the control. So if I can teach them who they are, why you know where they fit in in the Bible, then maybe they can gain some value and say, oh, okay, I get it. Jesus is the big homie. You know, right, 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 right. And that's so good, man. That's so good with what you're saying, because somewhere along the line, see, this is what this what goes into exegetically studying your people and the community you're preaching. to. I remember Tony Evans, Dr. Tony Evans, when I went to the very first pastor's conference he had, he talked about to these young preachers. I was young, you know, that time. And he had, had more hair. He had, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking at a picture of myself today. I said, that was me a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. But he said, I would put six people around my desk as I'm studying and to preach. And I would put, you know, a senior citizen here, a, sen- a, a single person here, a single parent, dad or mom and a kid. And therefore, will this text make sense to them as an African-American? And, and I think the struggle to do that and doing it really can bring a real connection to life. And so I think when you look at why young guys are saying what they're saying, there has been schools, I ain't even talking about churches yet, yeah. uh, schools or parents or other adults that haven't connected them with that reality of that piece. You find why kids are bucking at a job. You're working at a, at a fast food joint. I need you to pick this up. How am I going to pick that? I'm off to get off in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I just need you to pick this up. 
that issue of authority and uniqueness that is from some woundedness to me. Yeah. It's just come from a, a place of, of, of woundedness. You know? and, yeah. Young people are oftentimes relationally resistant because of that woundedness. And so you talk about God in that space. So it takes a lot more work. And, 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 and that's why I'm saying that hearing a no, another, another, another message that's the same message, but yet relevant to their, their identity as African American people, I think would resonate to create curiosity to the degree that it would, it would be more open. I remember we had Dr. Suchan Ra here one time downstairs. He was breaking down that, you know, first century art of this white Jesus mm-hmm. caused a ripple effect in the church to say, this must be, you know, how Jesus really looked. And so then everything became standardized in that context. And then you, you buck that with another artist bringing a black Jesus and now it becomes heretical. How dare you? Right. 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 Cause they were the first ones to get it, get it out there. And it becomes something. I asked a group of women who crochet or make, 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 make images and, and all Christ centered kind of images. And they had the, they had the 12 disciples, you know, the last supper. I said, man, can y'all do one like this? I love it. With a, with a, with a black Jesus. They were like, what? It was a big deal. I was like, yo, I'm just asking you a question. I didn't think it was, but it was, it was like, that is, that's not right. That can't be done. And so it's the same thing with theology. When that thirst theology comes out that way, and if it's from a European perspective, it becomes law. Yeah. It becomes that. And you build schools on that. Books are written on it. Theology is created around it. And you come and say something different to that. It is, it is diluted. It's, it's, ah, oh, that's downplayed. That's, that's whatever. That's not really it. You know? Yeah. So one of those kind of things where I think, as we're challenging people to look at scripture differently, that we're not saying there's another scripture, that there's a, you know, there's a different book of the Bible to look at. We're saying from scripture, perhaps maybe you look at it from a theology that wasn't really owned by you. You just borrowed it from whoever was preaching with yeah. you, you know? Yeah. Hey, and, I, and like I say, man, we got to get Vince back on the show for a full show because I think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of questions. And if you got questions yeah. or some, some something you want to ask, you know, when you see this, when you see the snippets or whatever posted or you hear the show, hit us up in our DM so we can, uh, the next time we get Vince on the show, we can talk about it or ask him, ask him questions, ask, have him answer your questions rather. Yeah. 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 You know, we'll be, that's a great point. We want to hear from you. Right. So right now we do not have, which we got to work on perhaps, right. We need one Church of those dial, dial the phone, dial the number about how you was back in the day. Like I got these two <laughs> tickets right now that call in right now. First call and get two right. free tickets. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I used to watch my aunt. She, she could dial a number to the local radio station real fast, man. <laughs> man, that's good. I, I saw some show on that where where somebody was following a person who did that, and that's how they made a living. And that particular time, he called that radio, that television announcer was at that station, and he got a thousand dollars. It was crazy. It was crazy. One thing I want to state, talking about this whole issue of thought, is Lecrae's on Lecrae's album "Church Closed Four on the on the song "Deconstruction." He says, "I deconstructed long before people knew what to call it. I knew." That's scary to some folks who hold on, who hold on. Let me pause, take you back to how it started. Maybe you relate. Maybe you ain't never met me, but you know my pain. Focus on Jesus in Atlanta, fresh from Tennessee. Wasn't legalistic. Catch me with Hennessy. I would speak at churches, hang with church leaders such as, you know, Judah, Piper, and Keller. Tony Evans was clutch. I was so involved, never thought that I would fall. Y'all right here, 
right before the, the, the fall of 2015, I was all off. It involved killing Michael Brown, had me feeling down, tweeted about it. Christians called me clown. I was losing ground. And Vondi was a hero of mine, met with him plenty of times. This time when he spoke, it cut me deeper than I realized. Doubled down, spoke spoke about my pain, was met with blame. Shame on you, Craig. Stop crying and get back to Jesus' name. Cut me deep. I was losing sleep. God ain't these your sheep. <laughs> Why they hate me like they do? Maybe grace is really cheap. Maybe this is all a lie. They don't really love me. They don't. They, they just love me when I say things they want to hear in public. They're just like following they God, meaning turning black, turning on black people. Is the devil black? Why do they hate and attack people? I'm vulnerable and cautious reading Baldwin, Tadashi, keeping me thinking to, to Nishi Coates. Ain't God. I mean, I, I, I ain't know God was, was real no more. That's what, what he's saying. Every day I was getting killed and I can't deal no more. I started slipping in the darkness and I feel heartless. Christians got me traumatized. Christians got me traumatized. I don't know who God is drinking liquor from my therapy, smoking Mary tree. The reality of what Cray is talking about right here is I think what some of the young people you're talking about, but they're not that deep theologically, no. but they're far, they're, they're far from all of that, yeah. but they say the same they're thing. They're saying the they're same, same thing. thing. They're just looking at it from, from being on the streets to what they see. Yeah. Cray's coming in from, I've been in the church all my life, you know, for a while, and yeah. I came from the streets doing these things, and I've been in the church. I've been doing these things in the church. I'm loving God. Yeah. I'm following some of the best top theologians and speakers, and I'm doing it the way you say you should do it. But wait, right. but this ain't right. This ain't right. I speak out right. against it. Now you, you, you're coming down on me. See, and, and, and it's it's in those spaces where I say churches need to really evaluate the level of what they're preaching about. Man, this is a good conversation, man. This is this is what we're talking about. This is what we call this show, Church on the Block, Real Talk About Hip Hop, The Church in the Streets. We want to address these issues, whether they're taboo or not, and really be believers in those spaces. What I mean by believers, not not churchianity people, but the believers where we really grapple on, and maybe we don't even freaking know all the rest of the answers, but we're still willing to journey in the midst of that. Yo, you're listening to the Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets. We'll see you next week. Yo, if God pulled up to you and said for the next 60 seconds, I'm going to give you whatever you want, whatever you ask, what would you ask for? Would you ask more of God or would you want more from God? Think about that in your journey and in your walk with the Lord. Oftentimes in our time of prayer, are you asking more from God or more of God? My challenge is seek more of God. And then you will find that God will provide your needs and your wants and your heart's desire. Bars. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church and the streets. We're back here. Same time, same day next week. Come with us.